Wrestling with Siblings. I'm your host, Tara Sully, and this is Mecca host, Aranda. Hi, guys. I'm Armando, and welcome to Wrestling with Siblings. New year, new episode of WWS, and a brand new logo. Let me say, what a Friday night smackdown, full of surprises, and let's see what was in store for us. Banks and Bailey open up the show, and they come out, and they're like, we finally made it to 2020. And that everybody has New Year's resolutions, but nobody ever follows through. And they basically said that 2019 was a great year for both Sasha Banks and Bailey. Bailey became the women's champion, yet she's still undefeated. They have been able to beat her, unable to beat her for the championship. I agree with Bailey. She had one hell of a year. She was able to get the title twice throughout the, the throughout 2019. Once at Money in the Bank, and the other one defeating Charlotte. And she also states that Sasha Banks and Bailey are now the role models that everybody looks up to. I mean, they're not wrong, but Lacey and Dana think they're the role models, and they come out to make that very, very clear. And Lacey Evans still hasn't forgotten the fact that Sasha Banks has gotten in the face of her daughter, Summer. Yeah, and that's something that Lacey Evans didn't take the right way. She pretty much took it as personal, and we could say that this feud between them is personal now and now alexa and nikki cross also come out and they're like you know what this is the first smackdown of 2020 and this is something we don't think we belong in this is like none of our business at this point but because it is 2020 they're like you know what we want the tag titles this new upcoming year so therefore they're going to prove themselves in a match against sasha banks and bailey Versus Lacey Evans and Dana versus Alexa and Nikki. It doesn't surprise me that Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross got involved between them because keep in mind Nikki Cross has defeated Bailey twice already. So don't be surprised if she actually gets the title shot. Who knows, maybe at the Rumble, maybe at the Chamber. Who knows, but she does deserve a title opportunity because, like I said, she did defeat Bailey twice last year. 100% agree with you, and you have to give props to Alexa and Nikki. Nobody thought this was going to be a team that was going to make it this far, and I was one of those people. I was like, why would you partner Alexa with Nikki Cross? But now, at the point where they are today, I'm like, that makes a whole lot of sense, and this is the smartest team. They stayed as far away from this match as they possibly could. They barely were in this match, and when they were in the match, they made sure they took advantage of every single opportunity that was presented. Looks like Nikki Cross is starting to learn from Alexa Bliss, and that's what taking advantage of the situations, being pretty much the ultimate opportunist, if you want to call it that way. But other than that, Lacey Evans, throughout this match, she was just phenomenal. She started off strong. She definitely did start off strong, but Sasha Banks and Bailey made sure they isolated her as well. They kept her as far away from Dana Brooke as they potentially could because they saw her as... Someone very, very dangerous in this match. They were like, if we let her in, our chances of winning immediately go down. So they were like, you know what, let's go against Dana Brooke. And that's exactly what they did. But little did they know, Dana Brooke wants to start off 2020 very, very strong. And she was able to get the win for both her and Lacey. Not only that, but the advantage that Sasha and Bailey walked into this match was that they had already been tag team champions. And not only that, but they've also known each other since pretty much they were down in NXT. So they know each other very, very well, and that was the advantage they walked into this match. 100%. And they also underestimated Dana. So you really can't do that going into a match like this. Dana Brooke, to me, 
really showcased herself. She was the star of this match, and she really, every single time you give her an opportunity, she never disappoints. She's getting a lot better, and do not be surprised if this is her year. Yeah, and we can say that this is Dana Brooke's biggest win of her career yet. 100%. I definitely do think that. I feel like there's a lot left in Dana Brooke, and I think giving the right opportunities and the right storylines, there's definitely a lot that she can do. All right, let's move on to Elias. Pretty much comes out, and he calls out the entire roster. Why? Because he starts talking about all the flaws and whatever he thinks is wrong with each superstar in the roster. But aside from that, the very important part that he did make clear is that he will be entering the 2020 Men's Royal Rumble. Very excited for Elias. He started off the year pretty strong, and now towards the end of 2019, kind of fell off a little bit due to some injuries. And let's see what... 2020 has a store for him. He could potentially be one of the candidates to win the Royal Rumble this year. He is a very smart competitor, so I can definitely see him potentially winning it. However, that is not my pick. We will get into predictions a little later. All right, let's move on to the second match of the night, which was Shorty G versus Dash Wilder from the Revival. Shorty G and Dash Wilder, they both come from that tag team experience, but we got to say that Shorty G has a slight advantage in this match because he has had a little bit more singles matches than Dash Wilder. Yes, and also the speed implemented in Shorty G at this point, I think what was what was what really benefit him throughout this entire match, and I really do think Dash Wilder wasn't ready for that. He wasn't ready, but he did have an advantage, and that was Scott Dawson on ringside, which could always cause a distraction for Shorty G. Shorty G, though, was 100% focused. He was ready to go, and he did not let that get in the way of him making 2020 his year. Looks like after all the bowling we can say that he received throughout 2019 has really helped him out and he looks more motivated. He believes in himself and not only that, but he's starting off the year right with a huge win over Dash Wilder. Hey, a win is a win. It definitely is. And it was not only a huge win, but he also finished the match off very, very quickly, which is something I really didn't expect with the experience inside of the Revival, not only in tag team, but individually. I really thought he was going to have a hard time putting away Dash Wilder, but he didn't. He proved everybody wrong. He knew that the longer this match went, the more it favored Dash Wilder, right? Just because of that technical ability and the more experience that Dash Wilder has. 100% agree. Sheamus comes back. He gets a, He pretty much comes out to defend Shorty G from getting attacked by the Revival. Me, personally, I would have saved Sheamus for the Rumble, but it is what it is. What a great comeback for Sheamus. I'm excited to see what they have in store for him. Yes, yes. Now officially getting into Kofi Kingston versus The Miz. Very interesting match. Um, I saw a completely different side of The Miz. Not only was he focused, a lot more determined, and a Miz that we've been seeing for the last couple of months, but I think this is an even scarier Miz. I think he's not 100% recuperated from what happened at his house with The Fiend. I think his head is in a completely different place, but he's definitely not the same Miss anymore because he potentially turned heel. Yes, yeah, so throughout the match we did see what Miss could do with Kofi Kingston, but like you did say, he's not all there. He's not fully focused. He his soul taken by the fiend. Yeah, and throughout the match Kofi Kingston took advantage of that and was able to steal the win from the Miz. And after his loss, he obviously didn't take it right, and he attacked Kofi, and I think this is the 
turning point for the Miz. I think he goes back to being the old Miz that he was before. Yeah, you can see heel Miz, and let's see where it goes. I like this heel Miz better. And right before our next match, we get to see John Morrison make his debut on Friday Night SmackDown. Another one that I would have saved for the Rumble. I think it would have been a huge pop. Yes, everybody knew he was already signed, and everybody would expect him to come out at the Rumble. But even then, him coming out at the Rumble would be one of the biggest moments. I definitely have to agree with you on that one. So now, it looks like the way things are starting to shape up, that maybe Miz and John Morrison may be partnered together. So pretty interesting on that. Let's see where that ends up going. Yeah, who knows? He was inside the Miz's locker room. So we will definitely find out within the next couple of weeks what John Morrison is up to. Alright, moving on to Otis versus Drew Gulak. Otis's buttons have been pushed, not only by Mandy Rose and Dolph Ziggler, but Drew Gulak was finding ways to get inside the head of Otis. I think they found a weakness in Otis. If we could say that just because they've known how to play mind games with them, and they've been using Mandy Rose and obviously the cake that he gave Mandy Rose last week. Yeah, and I do agree with with people using Mandy Rose because Gillex starts trash-talking Otis, and he's like, Mandy will never love you. And at this point, Otis is upset. You know, he, he already goes into this match upset because of what happened last week with his cake, but then this gets him even more mad, so therefore he finishes off the match very, very quickly. Otis, I can see him getting a huge push this year, and it already looks like that's the way it's going to be. Yeah, and so far it looks like it's going to be in singles competition, which I'm excited to see. He has a lot of potential to go either tag team or in singles competition. I definitely see this as a love triangle. Another one, I think this is going to be the SmackDown love triangle. I don't know how I feel about that just yet, but we'll have to wait and see how it plays out. All right, moving on to Braun Strowman versus Cesaro. Two of the greatest in-ring competitors right now, I believe. Uh, Both powerhouses, but the only difference is that Braun Strowman has a lot more power than Cesaro does. Yeah, and like you said, going back on the power, Cesaro is probably one of the few superstars in the roster that can match Braun Strowman's power. Not only that, but the athleticism that Cesaro shows each and every single match, I really thought Cesaro was going to walk out with the victory. I think the advantage that Cesaro had going into this match was the fact that he had Shinsuke and Zami Zayn at ringside there to support him, but not only that, to distract Braun Strowman from potentially finishing Cesaro. Not only that, but Braun Strowman did a good job of not get not to get as distracted by Zami Zayn and Nakamura. He was fully focused on Cesaro and wanted to finish the match quickly because he knew if it went longer, there was that potential that Zami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura could get involved in the match. Well, he definitely bulldozed through Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura. So I don't know. I could I could see this is see this is another superstar that I can see having a great twenty twenty. I think one of the downfalls about Braun Strowman has been the fact that they haven't trusted him with the championship. I think it's long overdue. Give him the Intercontinental Championship and I think he'd do extremely great. That's if you don't want to give him the WWE championship or the Universal Championship. Another thing too is I want to see where they go with Cesaro and Sheamus. When they face each other, are they gonna hate each other? For one, abandoning the other one, or 
But we'll see what happens. It's going to be very interesting when they both collide. Is Cesaro going to end up going with Sheamus and betraying Shinsuke Nakamura and Zami Zayn? So we'll see. We'll definitely see. That's, that's a very interesting scenario, actually, when you put it that way. Because I can see Cesaro really taking it to heart. Oh, you left me, you abandoned me. But at the same time, I could also see him understanding that Sheamus got hurt. And maybe that could lead into potentially them becoming a tag team yet again. But if these two were to feud, I think it would be one of the greatest feuds we, we'd had. Well, they've already feuded in the past. But keep in mind, if you end up putting Cesaro and Sheamus, imagine them facing The Miz and John Morrison. How great of a tag team match that would be. Definitely. And not only them, but the other tag teams that SmackDown has as of right now. Moving on to the main event, which was Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan versus Dolph Ziggler and King Corbin. Very interesting between Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. Kind of odd seeing both of them together, but they do have one com- one thing in common, and that's Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler, which they both can't stand. Yes, and I, I think I like the team of Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. I think they... I think they blend in together super, super well. And again, like this, like you said, this is one of those teams that is very odd. You're not very used to seeing, but it works in a lot of different ways. And I think they can use that to their advantage. Uh, Dolph Ziggler and Baron Corbin, they're smart. They're very, very smart competitors. They know how to get inside the head of not only Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns, but they can get inside of the head of anybody. But in this match, they knew they were at an advantage because Daniel Bryan was not 100%. He was thinking about the Fiend. One thing about Dolph Ziggler is he knows how to pick his opponents and his tag team partners. And he's done a great job of picking Baron Corbin as his partner because he's got some serious backup with Baron Yes. Corbin. And towards the end of this match... Roman Reigns is getting taken out yet again and handcuffed to the bottom rope. He's getting taken out by King Corbin and Dolph Ziggler. And we're like, well, here we go again. This is this is another one of those brutal attacks from Dolph and King to Roman Reigns. But little did we know the Usos were coming to the rescue. So it looks like they're going to be part of the Friday Night SmackDown team. Another huge return for Friday Night SmackDown. The Usos very excited to see what they're going to do with this tag team division. Again, you have The Miz and John Morrison, which we could potentially see as a tag team. We don't know yet. Another one we could see, like I said, is the return of Sheamus and Cesaro the Bar. And The Usos, imagine all those three tag teams in the SmackDown division on top of with the New Day and the Revival. I mean, the SmackDown tag team division is starting to cheap up. And let's not forget about Heavy Machinery. They are also part of this. And we even have another one, Ali and Shorty G. So the SmackDown tag team division is definitely one to look up. On point. Yes, it definitely is. Very interesting, though, that the Usos came back to save Roman Reigns. I don't know. I don't know where they're going with this. I mean, obviously, the Usos are going to remain a tag team. And I get the whole bloodline thing to come out and save family. But... Very interesting, because how does this play in to this feud that they are now? Yes, Roman Reigns was outnumbered, but now he has Daniel Bryan on his corner, and now he has the Uso. So who really is outnumbered now, if you really think about it? I think Dolph Ziggler and Barry Corbin are the ones that are they're outnumbered. But keep in mind, Barry Corbin has a lot of friends, and he could potentially use Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder as well. He definitely can. That's the advantage of being the king. 
Hey, it definitely is. Alright, that is all we have for you guys on this episode of Wrestling with Siblings. Remember to like, comment, share, and subscribe. Become a sibling today. For those of you that do not know what WWS stands for, Armando, what does WWS stand for? Wrestling with Siblings. Let us know who you guys think is going to win the Royal Rumble. Let us know in the comments below. Yes, we will be coming up with the predictions very, very soon within the next couple of weeks. Stay tuned for that. And we do have free hoodies that we will be giving away for you guys at the Rumble. So if you will be there, let us know. And also, the way you can win one is leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That's all we have for you guys. And tune in next week on a brand new episode of Wrestling with Siblings. Thank you guys so much. See you guys next time.